Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolly Talks and Arnold Reasons. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Wow, we're just hitting close to ending January. Mm. And it's been an exciting year so far. But. Yeah. but. <laughs> okay, but. It's my favourite word. That wasn't necessarily the title that we've got for okay. today. Today's title, the title that I had, I was driving around. Um, I went to the shops earlier. And my thoughts just went back to the green machine. The car. So I thought, you know what? Why not do an episode called the green machine now i have no idea where that conversation is gonna go i don't even know what the next steps are but you know how it is we let it go wherever it needs to go okay maybe let's start by telling the people them what the green machine is because i know what that is but they might not know yeah yours was green green too right yeah mine was green too yeah yeah and that's why that's why i had the thought (laughs) so the green machine the the green machine (laughs) The green machine. The reason why we're laughing is because I'm sure he's probably remembering it the way I was too. But the green machine um, is, it was what we called two cars that we had, my car and Tolu's car. Um, Mine was a Vauxhall Astra uh, 2003. And that car had so many stories to tell, man. I think the speedometer wasn't working. Yeah, I had an app <laughs> that I was using to track my speed whilst I was driving. <laughs> the speedometer wasn't working. I'm sure like one of the seats didn't fold or something, but there were just so many things about it. But yeah. it was such an important car for that season yeah. and for that time. Yeah. Um so my green machine was a 2000 or 2001 Ford Focus. So yeah. your green machine was even newer than mine. No, mine was um, mine was fronting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like young, but it was old. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you see, mine was mine was a lot more, yeah, a lot more put together. So that was my first car. Um, mm. And when I was, I think, 19, 20, 21, my parents were like, "Okay, when you pass your driving test, we'll buy you your first car." Mm. And I didn't really pass my test until I was like twenty-five. I want to mm. say something like that. You know, I lived in America, passed my test there. And then when I got back here, I didn't really need a car. So, yeah, fast forward to like 25-ish. I don't remember exactly how old, but I passed my test. Mm. And my parents, bless my parents, they went around looking for cars. And they had a a nice tight budget. And they found this car, which um, was owned by a mechanic before. Mm. So it was the car he gave to his wife. So back in 2000, that car was fully loaded, bruv. (laughs) it had you know heated this heated that it was a special one of its day yes and the man took care of it because it was his car or his wife's car so Mm. fast forward like 15 years later or whatever that car it's not you know it's not top of the range anymore but it was still in good shape like it still worked Mm. um so that was my that was my green machine um yeah it's like a thousand pounds but they gave me my first car and that's it that's it. And you know, this is the thing, yeah. I, I remember when we had the green machine, I was grateful because I know mm. I think it was the year before it wasn't my first car. I'd had a few different cars. Mm. Um but I think it was the year before I think when we got married. 
and when we first got married we didn't have a car so like because of the I financial remember. goals and the, yeah the financial oh goals the decisions gosh. we were making at the time because of that we made a decision not to get a car um and so there were cold winters man like yeah. oh well a cold winter like i remember <laughs> i remember yeah man i remember those streets i remember feeling oh, the wow. depth of how cold things really get walking to and from train stations waiting for buses cabs um being blessed when people were able to give us lifts and so when the green machine came about listen i was grateful beyond anything because you know i think that was actually my first automatic car as well wow and since then like before that i was a manual guy but that completely changed my whole mind and it served a very good purpose man but that car did treat us good man it did what yeah. we needed it got us from a to b it kept us warm and even though the speedometer wasn't working that like, we found totally ways safe. to make it work you know yeah. do you know what actually thinking about before the green machine so i was in a similar scenario where actually so because I work in London, I was never really going to be driving to work. But for example, you were drive, you were going from Hatfield, right, to yeah. Watford. And so you would have to take pub trials when you're still working in Watford, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you were traveling that like every day or whatever. But and this was before work from home. Yeah. You know, so you were, you were on that, on that journey. But I remember for me, it was church, yeah. right? So for me, I had, my church was in Welling Garden City, mm. which in the car is like, 15 20 minutes away from where i lived but mm. on public transport on a sunday morning <laughs> oh you're talking an hour an hour 15 and it will get you there so early it was just when it's wet and when it's raining you've got all of that stuff that you're talking mm. about that's what i experienced in that time so i remember and people would give me lifts and stuff and i was mm. so grateful when i got a car my thing was that people have given me so many lifts in my yeah, 25 yeah, years yeah. they're like anyone that needs a lift Bruv, that's me. <laughs> that's you it. know, I just, you're right. I was so grateful. Mm. I was so, so grateful to be in a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's real bad. When, when you used to, um, in fact, even before the green machine, let's even take it back to that step where you were getting lifts and stuff like that. Mm. What, what do you think, what would you say you did with your time that may have changed when you did get the green machine? Bro, do you know what, yeah? I remember another place I would have to get the green machine to is basketball practice. Right? Mm. And so there was a period of time where when I was on the bus, I would shut off my phone, I would shut off everything on the way home mm. from practice, and I would just read my Bible and just just do that. So, yeah. you know, and when I'm catching trains to places, those are some of the things that I would try and do. Yeah. you know and just have that time yeah and the thing is right is that because you've got so much time and even like in terms of i'd get to church you know so early that mm. i'd have to sit in church and just watch them practice and actually yeah. for me that was the best because yeah yeah yeah, yeah, you yeah. just you're in the moment before the moment if yeah you know what I mean. and, and and that was great for me but but you know that that changes when mm. you're driving because you don't have to be there as early yeah yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. and the time that you have is less and you have to be driving. So those are some things, but I did substitute some of those things for like, you know, podcasts and, and worship and stuff like that. But it, it's, it wasn't the same as like, yeah. 
that time on the bus where I had yeah. I could just read for 40 minutes because the yeah. bus was 40 minutes yeah. off to practice <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's no, it's, just, yeah, it's what about you? I think it was similar because like like you said, man, like I can't drive the car and physically open a book in front of me. Mm-hmm. I like one of the things I have subbed out for again is audiobooks. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. it's audiobooks and audio bible at times as well but i don't it's 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 different it's different it's different and i think i still love it still benefit from it but i think that those long commutes where you have to sit because when i was commuting from hatfield like literally my journey was like an hour and a half and Mm. so i used to get so much done in that time from study to even just like house and home admin and stuff like that Mm. planning um and just a lot of time to reflect and so i think that was a big thing and i think i definitely read a lot more physical books during that time as well Mm-mm-mm. whereas now like i think my car rides are generally good so sometimes depending on the mood that i mean i'll listen to music mm. but i think nowadays there's a lot more emphasis on audiobooks kind of like we were speaking about i think one of the previous episodes audiobooks um and even youtube videos not necessarily to sit down and watch like with my focus no like, but you have youtube like, pro or whatever don't stuff. you so yeah you yeah can, yeah shout you out to youtube have it in the background every I'm christian is the best in my opinion bro nope I'm keep refusing, refusing bro it's, I'm the, refusing. The, it's the price bro it's the price nah, pay, I... pay youtube their wages no because you used to give it to me for free i mean like you're just robbing me but that's no. like the one of the ultimate sales tactics, bro. Give it to them for free. Yeah. Let them get comfortable and enjoy and taste yeah. and see, test drive it. And this and is why I refuse to play the their game. I'm not gonna but, I'm not gonna encourage their bad behavior because they'll get you know me again mad? later. You know what's what? mad? You sell like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of your sales tactics. I'm, I'm sorry if I just pulled it that's, out. That's, that's my problem. <laughs> I'm not Google. Google is out here just manipulating lives, and I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not Google. I'm not Google, bro. I'm not. I'm not. We're getting sidetracked by my hate for for some of Google's tactics. You know what? You might be Google soon, though, bro. I hope not. Listen, the way you be selling. Their slogan, if you have to remind yourself, don't be evil. And they dropped it. Bro, I'm just saying. (laughs) Just saying. Um, anyway, we digress. Back, <laughs> we to, <laughs> back to you can listen, you can watch, you can watch YouTube videos while you drive. Yeah, 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 exactly. And mm. and I think you know, even now, YouTube is almost like I'm sure it's like my most one of my most used apps. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Just because I use it for so many different things. If I'm going to find music, I generally tend to play it from YouTube, sometimes Spotify as well. But um, apart from audiobooks, like all sorts even videos that i would normally watch sitting at home i might just listen to them whilst i'm driving mm. and just things that are going to kind of help my thoughts to kind of go in a certain direction because generally speaking whatever like if there's a, like if there's something that i'm trying to work on or something that's a focus point for a season for me i tend to try to find ways to almost like immerse myself in it so for sure the time that i'm using to drive for me is valuable time because i tend to spend yeah. a lot of time in the car these days and you know, I, I personally, I love driving time. Um, yeah. In terms of 
that is just that space. So for me, yeah. that's how also I convince myself to drive to the office mm. because I I like working at home. I can't lie, but yeah. I I cherish that time in the car. I love yeah. that time in the car. Um, and I totally agree with you in terms of that immersing thing because I remember when I started the clothing line. Mm. You know, I was realizing like actually I'm going to be basically like a CEO, right? And I was mm. like, how do CEOs think? Mm. Like, what does that look like? And I found this podcast. It's a secular podcast, but there is still a lot of heathen. Wow, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, what is it? It says that sometimes the the people of this world are more shrewd in Come some with. of these things. I'm telling you. So, and the thing is, like, remember, like, we were talking about with Claire, like, so many of the things, yeah. like, all of the things that make them successful are the things that are from the word, but they just mm. apply it in sometimes a better way than we do. Mm. And I found this podcast called The Diary of a CEO, mm. right? And this guy, he built this company that's worth over like 100 million pounds before he's even 30, right? Mm. And at the I can't remember at what point, but he started this diary where he would just go into literally, I think it was like the closet under his stairs mm. and process through his thoughts as a CEO. <laughs> and now it's transformed into he brings other CEOs in, right? Mm. And they just talk CEO stuff and it yeah. just immerses you in that world where you're like, these people, this is how they think. This is yeah. how I need to, these are the levels of thought. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, 100% agree with that immersion. Do you know what? Yeah, I literally you've started something. I think I can see the next step when it comes to like that. What you're describing, I'm a big believer in it, man. And I think we both know this offline about each other. But that whole thing of putting yourself in those environments where people who are where you're trying to get or significantly further ahead makes such a difference. Because I even think about how much even in the workplace, right, mm. just sitting in certain rooms in certain meetings in certain mm. conversations mm. and yeah there's a time for being someone that contributes and speaks where it's appropriate but i think even more so just listening to like what you just said Christ how Christ. do these people think when this person said that why did they say that and then even sometimes mm. asking the question mm. like where you get the opportunity to whether it's in the meeting or outside of it like it's yeah it's amazing i even think about some of the conversations i've had with my boss yeah where we've we've disagreed on something and we've gone back and forth um mm. at times we've ended up in agreement with what he said at times we've ended up in agreement with what i've said at times we've ended up in two different pages but we managed to work forward but when i think about those times where regardless of the outcome hearing the way that he thinks and hearing the way that he's processed and what he's paying attention to and the things that he's paying less mm. attention to mm. like i was actually thinking about this earlier today but it really has changed i think even the way i see things at times mm. um in a positive way to focus less on some of the things that are a lot less important and focusing more on the things that that matter more and i think that is that is a huge a huge life skill mm. and that's what i see more and more from senior people because i feel like as you go up through the ranks you're so used to being in the details you're so used yeah. to those really little details being so important yeah and it wasn't until i realized that the company that i work for what a rounding error is to them right mm. like there are some companies you can work for a million pounds is margin of error yeah <laughs> right a, a million think about it a million pounds for some margin of error into my account bro 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like, and that's what some people do. No, they, yeah, they imagine that they know the words. But, but for me, a million, if if things are a thousand pounds out, I would be twigging. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Like, why are you bugging for a thousand pounds? Yeah. And so for me, it's like there is such a balance between attention to detail, yeah. and then what you do with what you found that is wrong. Yes. Right? Because sometimes being so focused on that bit that is wrong will make you yeah. lose the bigger picture yeah, yeah and just yeah. something that you said about when you get the opportunity or if you get the opportunity to ask about how someone's thinking yeah i would say look there are ways you can create those opportunities yeah yeah, to yeah, ask. yeah 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 so and these are good ways for you also to build rapport with people mm. so even if it's next time you see them or you drop them a quick email like hey you said something really interesting in the meeting how did you yeah. get to that place yeah yeah you know ask the question create that's the opportunity if it. if you can if you have the access or whatever most mm. people will be open to saying yeah yeah this is what i was thinking this is how i got there yeah you know and it's that working out that a lot of the times is missing mm. because mm. if you don't ask that question you won't understand the reasoning of how somebody got there so you might just assume that okay in this situation the answer is always x yes. when really it's a lot more nuanced yeah. and until you have the understanding of what their rationale was you just wouldn't know the other thing i was going to say as well about what you're speaking about being in the detail or too in the detail versus more focused on what really matters i guess Mm. when i think about some of the roles that i've done i've really been able to see both sides of that Mm. because like there's um one person who i was managing um, Mm. at one point in my career who was very very focused um <laughs> on details <laughs> <laughs> I think I yeah. very very focused on details and i think like and it's interesting because i think it can be such a great skill like attention oh, yeah. to detail is so important when it's when it's managed and placed like right and it's and it's used correctly but in its most extreme form which is what i feel like i've seen a hint of in that experience with that particular person it can be it can be very closely linked to fear Mm. where it becomes a fear of getting things wrong and so because of that fear of getting things wrong or fear of taking a risk or fear of the unknown and all of these different things it becomes a thing where we're combing through the same information 10 million times despite the fact that we've already been through it enough times to know that it's the outcome is whatever the outcome is yeah and that that can cost a lot of time and so so it's interesting just comparing and contrasting the two different sides of that because Mm. even in those experiences and managing somebody like that that has also helped me to see okay i can see why this can be a problem and Mm. why it's a lot more beneficial to to yeah try and adopt more of the high level thinking that i've seen in some other individuals because that's where the real the real progress comes right yeah that's where the real progress comes because even when you look at big companies like apple and stuff like that they will release mm-hmm. stuff that is not 100 percent, right oh, so like the is. iphone they'll release it yeah. 60 80 percent done and yeah. then upgrade 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 which yeah you know a fastest consumers is expensive but <laughs> they're just lining their pockets with good profit yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how you innovate that's how you yeah. grow that's how you know these things work and i think even in terms of some of the stuff that we think about as christians mm. you know actually what does that look like for us 
You know, mm. are we focusing on the right bigger picture? Mm. You know, are we actually getting too much into some of the minute details that don't really drive anything? Yeah. Or are we still focused on the bigger picture and actually yeah. like, because look, no one is going to arrive at per perfection all at once. Yeah. You know, there's an iteration, there is a process of learning, growing, developing, and God is here for that journey. He doesn't expect us to get it right day one, but yeah. what does that look like? You know? Do you know what's mad? Yeah. One of the things that came to my mind when you said that is how critical I think we can be of one another, especially when mm. it comes to things like being quote unquote doctrinally sound and mm. having your theology and stuff together. Mm. Because don't get me wrong, I get it. Like there's a higher expectation and judgment in senses for, for people who teach the word and stuff like that. But and, and the thing is, I'm saying this knowing that I used to also be very, very mm -hmm. hypercritical. Like I will, mm -hmm. I would have a list of people that I would say are just outright write-offs. Like there's no good mm -hmm. that can come from their mouths and they're these false preachers, this, that, and the other. Um, but now I think what I've, where I'm kind of at with it now when it comes to hearing other people is to not just see them as the position that they're playing in that moment as a teacher or as someone who's, sharing something doctrinally or whatever mm. but to see them as a, a child of god because mm. i think in seeing them that way it gives me more grace yeah more grace because i know that the journey of the believer is one where we are being perfected no matter what your title is and what your role is no matter how long you've been in the faith like we're all on this journey of sanctification mm. and and in some situations we get it wrong like i can tell you countless times where i've looked back even through the book like where mm. we've reviewed that there are countless times that i've looked back on things that i've said things that i've done and as time has passed or conversations have happened i've been able to take a step back and say wow you know what i think i got it wrong or i think i was seeing incompletely at that time and then with mm. life experience conversations things like that sanctification growth in god you start to see better than you saw before. Like the scripture mm. speaks about how we see now in part, but then we'll see more fully as it is. Um, mm. So yes, yeah, so I think that's that's what came to mind immediately for me when you said that. It's just how critical we can be at times. Um, focusing on the detail, which again, detail does matter, mm. but almost over-focusing on the detail on a granular level to the point where we write people off rather than being able to understand the nuance or even make room for the fact that this person's a human. And you know what? That recent apology that came out from the brother that's been controversial and went viral <laughs> <laughs> is for me a great example of that. Because, in what way? Because I think in that situation, again, this isn't even a commentary on what he did or didn't do and all of that. I think it's interesting seeing that for one reason or another he felt it appropriate to issue a public apology are we going to um, tell people which situation we're talking about oh you're more than welcome to bro i have no problem with it but i'm just trying yeah, to go know. ahead <laughs> no go ahead we're talking about because, Mike Todd, transformation yeah, Mike Todd. church um because and i think it's important to know like i don't really have a feeling one way or another about that situation yeah. Um, but in terms of looking at the the fallout and the responses, I'm happy to like talk about that. Yeah, 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 for sure. 
so so i think in the with this for those that don't know you can probably you probably will know <laughs> that's the truth but um the whole thing of this i don't even want to report because i don't want to I, I can't give you the accuracy just look it up if you don't know but the point is like his situation he did something very very controversial um, in in most people's eyes and i think within days he released a video where he was apologizing um i ain't got the transcript here to tell you exactly what he said and whether he lawyered it or not but i think from when i watched it <laughs> i thought it was noble enough and he see, like he seemed sincere to me as somebody who is hearing something and is at least trying to acknowledge the offense that it may be causing and the upset that it may be causing in others let's just mm. leave it at that at least mm. if you want to the do a breakdown of the what, what was interesting for me because i didn't even see the comments lot. oh i fully saw the comments really a lot of people yeah a lot of people did not feel like it was an apology and all those kind of things <laughs> and i think it's on my nerves man God, I'll, I'll talk about it after. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, every everybody is in their process. So he's yeah. in his process. The people yeah. in the comments are in their process. Yeah, very fair. You know, so, and that's where for me, I'm reading, I'm thinking, okay, you it's know. It's tricky. It is very tricky because some, some of their comments that were angry mm. were saying things like, you know, when people are laughing at this, they're not just laughing at you, Mike Todd. Mm. They're laughing at the church and at Jesus and at da 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 all this kind of stuff, and then in some sense I'm like, okay, I can kind yeah. of see that, but at the same time, like, really, though. And and I feel like this is where I think we just put too much stock in in people at times, like especially people who are prominent who have a following mm. and stuff like that, mm. because truth be told, the guy's obviously got reach, like he's got he's a he's an influential person mm. but the reality is he's still a human being Very and so. every single thing that we read about in the scriptures when it comes to man mm. like man's capability to fall short of the glory of god and god's design all of those Shoot. things apply to him mm. and so again that's why i didn't even want to get into all of the did he lawyer his apology was it genuine was it sincere because i'm not in his heart and i never will know and i'm nowhere near close enough to know because i know there's in a conversation you can say sorry i've done it myself you can say sorry and be genuine and be sincere mm. but your words can be taken in such a way or maybe that maybe you've even, yeah that they're not meant or even maybe you've not been clinical with your words do you know what i mean mm. it happens to us mm. all the time so mm. i'm not going to get into the techie of whether this guy was genuine or not do you know what i mean but i think looking at it from a high level kind of like what we started off speaking about yeah. the man did something that was very controversial it caused an uproar and he made a video that he released to basically apologize it seems and at least acknowledge the the fallout and the upset that it seems to have caused and for me that's big because truth be told there are people that are doing things that are controversial both in public and in private let's just be real like but apologies ain't getting issued and even with the private one as well like sometimes things are going on and it's just because nobody knows about it exactly. like it's not considered to be something as as important right. and stuff so yeah. so when i look at mike and i look at the controversy around him one of the things that i try to to kind of have as a context to that is is my journey yeah. and knowing that it's important and very right to acknowledge what is wrong what is evil what is corrupt and all of those kind of things generally speaking 
but again not to go so deep into the detail that it becomes condemnation because i feel i feel like that's a lot of what comes out of this condemnation which isn't from god because truth be told even if everything that mike todd did up until the moment just before i started speaking was wicked sinful and ungodly and sent by satan and his demons if the man repents it's gone it's washed you know but we don't see that as humans and so so yeah those are some of my thoughts on the mike todd situation didn't think we were going to go there but we did no how do we get there from the green i don't know let's go back to the green machine The green machine took to the us green on a journey, in it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because we we're talking about immersion and yeah. stuff like that, and how we use that time now. Yeah, man. And so, yeah, let's get back to the green machine. Where are we going? <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> All right. So why why not this? So for the person that may be in their green machine season right now. If you were to speak to yourself, if you were in that season right now, mm. all of the things you've learned since the green machine mm. about life, about what's important and things like that, what would you say to yourself? And I think our green machine seasons were different, right? Yeah. Because mine was a bit more of a luxurious green machine season. Definitely. No, I, th- I, I think, I think you, you really appreciated it, bro. It's a green machine. Oh, I did. Yeah, I, did. I really did. I really because did. You know what? Th- this was a perspective thing, though, right? And maybe that's even the lesson in itself. Interesting. Because it's interesting, yeah. How? Yeah, it's interesting. You describe it as a luxurious experience. In in comparison to your green machine, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Because I, bro, I, I rarely had any problems with that car right yeah. anything 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 and it was my first car and for a first car that car was dope like on a on a varial level for a first car bruv it had a heated window on the front windshield i didn't have to scrape windows once bro, bro my 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 wind my um my windscreen my green machine worked good you know it was just the speed on and you know what this is the funny thing as well <laughs> this is the funny thing no 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 I'm not saying it wasn't a green machine and I still wouldn't describe it how I did. Yeah. But the funny thing is, now we can talk about dysfunction because mm-hmm. how much would it have costed to fix the speedometer? Probably not much. No idea. But in that time, for one reason or another, it's like rather than thinking about fixing it, I just chose to use an app. And so it's like I was sitting in a lower grade of my green machine experience than I needed to. And I'm pretty sure I could have afforded to to, to fix it. And again, I think also where you guys were at in terms of what you're trying to do financially, it wasn't important. But that, but this is the point: is that I think because we were so in the detail at that time of the Mm. financial goals, because sometimes even with the financial goals, like now, I'm more flexible. In that, yeah, but but now you have flexibility though. No, but this is my thing: is that at that point, I Mm. think I was. I think there was still room to be somewhat flexible. It would have a compromise somewhere else. But for me, it was just like, you know, these are the goals. These are the goals. These are the goals. Okay, the wind, the, the speedometer is not working. All right, cool. Let's use an app. Like, these are the goals. These are the goals. If we're talking about something that would have probably cost less than £50 to fix, obviously, finances were different at the time. But equally, that would have been £50 that we may have had to either take from somewhere else in the budget or delay something else. And it's so interesting. Because from the outside looking in, yeah. I respected how much you could be like that. Because yeah. at that point in time, 
that was actually what was needed and seeing it from the outside looking in and seeing the fruit of that kind of discipline mm. i'm like it was it was it a lot yeah it was a yeah. lot especially in your first few years of marriage yeah. but having that good. discipline right and looking at you guys now and the flexibility you can enjoy because of that discipline mm. i'm like it was worth it mm. speedometer or no speedometer like it's fine yeah Do you see what stories I mean? to tell man it I didn't even told him about the shaky gearbox before I got married. That's my stories <laughs> when it comes to cars. <laughs> and, and, and that's it. That's the journey. But I didn't. I didn't have. That's why I say mine was a bit more of a luxurious green machine because I didn't yeah. have some of those same decisions to make. Yeah. Right. And mine was less about look. This is where we're trying to get to. Yeah. And mine was more about okay. A car for me is a new thing. Right. Yeah. It brings me new freedom. It brings me new experiences. It gives me new opportunities to help other people for example yeah. so you know there are people who i was able to take to places and take back from places that i wasn't able to do that before mm. you know so for me that opened up a lot of opportunity for me and mm. so for me looking back at that season what would i say i would say the same thing probably i would say for most seasons is look really enjoy where you're at mm. you know find ways to make the most of that season find ways to be open to to what God is doing and how God wants to use even what you have at that time. Mm. Because yes, it wasn't like, you know, the car that I would like and that kind of stuff to the maximum, but that car still was able to be a blessing to people, mm. even in its, you know, in its old state. It didn't even have, you know, the new license plates where they've got like two numbers. It wasn't even mm. like that. It had three numbers on it. <laughs> it was a wire-edge car. It was a letter. Yeah. <laughs> it was a wire-edge car. So Did it have like, power steering? Barely. No, I think it did. I think it, but it wasn't. So, bruv, do you know what? Yeah, it wasn't until I did a car rental. Yeah. Yeah. And I could turn that wheel with my with my finger. Yeah. That I then realized that actually it's not the gym that's been making my arms big. You don't it's know. It's just driving. I think it's them cars, bruv. It's like proper effort. You know. But but it worked. It did. It did its purpose. You know. For sure, man. No, I love that, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would not delete it from my journey at all or any of those experiences because they're so I, yeah there's always there's always something to learn from every season and I think that's one of the things that I try to look out for is regardless of how things are going good or bad like amazing or feeling that they're falling apart I really do try to look for what's the lesson here because I ain't, number one, I don't want to repeat class. <laughs> number Bruv, two, get me out of classes. Literally, man. Um, and number two, I also wanna, I just wanna get as much as I can out of everything, you know, every moment, every opportunity, because it helps me to grow, it helps me to develop and become someone who, yeah, is a better and more refined version, hopefully, in Christ, as He designed me to be. And I think it's in the Bible that says about how there is no good basically apart from god yeah right so when you look for the good in a situation what you're really looking for is the god in a situation yeah for real and that is always going to bring gratefulness that's always going to bring you know that contentment that peace where it says you know whether i'm abased or abound mm. like i'm content mm. and i just i remember like even looking back then like i was content yeah you know with the green machine and like you guys like did you like because you like cars more than i do yeah but were you always like you know 
I want what I want, yeah, but you were you were actually quite content. Oh, a hundred. You have, you know, a hundred. Great. And I think even thinking back to it, the move from the green machine to whatever we got next, and I think even the car after that, it wasn't like a oh, man. We're just struggling in this car. I hate. It, I because genuinely speaking. I told you, I remembered the cold winter before. Mm, like, so when we got season. that green machine, yeah, the bus seat, I remembered what those steps were like. Mm. And, and I think having had that experience so fresh, it did mm. give me like a really, really, really big appreciation for, for the green machine. Because this is the thing, right? To some people who would have seen, even me with my speedometer broken and my app being used to track how fast I'm going, to some people they'll be like that is goals that is amazing compared to mm. the half an hour journey i have to walk to the nearest station to get home mm. like mm. and equally like if you're further along and you've got a car that's more expensive there are going to be people who might be in the green machine looking at you thinking wow like that's the there's always going to be a comparator there's levels yeah but but i think that's why comparing side by side isn't the most beneficial thing but just being grateful for for where you are and at least okay whether you compare or not being content and grateful for where you are that's the most important thing right i think and this is this is the balance that i've been trying to strike even like with job stuff right is looking around at my peers and seeing where some of those are yeah and seeing like how do i actually feel about that you know if i'm looking for a new job why am i looking for that you know is it because i'm trying to compete with them or am i using that as actually like this is something that i'm looking forward to yeah, you know, this yeah. is something that can encourage me that other people can can do that. I can actually mm. do a similar thing, mm. and it is really about you know how do we use even the levels of other people, mm. you know, as you know, is it an example or is it something that makes us discontent? Like, how do we feel that's about good. that? You know, that's good, man. And I think that's it. This balance between contentment, like balancing the two points of contentment and aspiration because Mm -hmm. contentment isn't saying i need to just accept whatever it is as it is and never want to go further ahead or want to progress in any way shape or form which is Mm -hmm. sometimes how i think contentment is sold it's sold yeah like but then equally on the other side you know aspiration has to be something that's done in the context of like godly aspiration and it's tempered with godly principles exactly so Mm. so yeah Well, that was very unexpected. Yeah. But it was great thinking back to the green machine. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast. As you know, we love to hear from you guys. Um, So please get in touch, drop a comment, shoot a DM. Let us know what you think about the green machine, about this episode. And you know what? Whilst you're there, something that we, I don't think, have asked for before but um was starting to be alluded to earlier is drop us a review you know drop a review on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast let us know what you think peace